Welcome back to Season 3 of TK's A Brigade. I am your host, TK, and I have been on the Friend Series now for quite a while with my best friend and co-host, Chris. We decided to take a little break, and I was able to connect with a mutual friend of ours. His name is Matt Garcia. I got Matt on the phone, and we got to chatting, and I said, Hey, man, can I record this conversation for my podcast? He said, Absolutely. So I recorded our conversation and we got to talking about some different opinions and passions that we both have. So I want to share that with you now. So tune in and check it out as me and Matt talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness here on TK's A Brigade. Against your own will, right? Yeah. Yes. And and prison is a business. Don't... uh don't make any mistake about it. You know, you've, you've got uh, these telemarketers, you know, that are calling you, selling you whatever. And they're in the prison system. They're making a dollar 30 an hour. This private prison, um, I'm sure I, I think it's called prison corp, something like that. And um, they own all the private prisons within the United States. They're making boohoo dollars, uh, you know, out, out in Canyon city, you know, they've, they've got uh, guys that, uh, they're making leather products. Uh, they're making, um, you know, just, you know, arts and crafts that are making these prisons a lot of money. And these prisoners, they're not making anything out of it. I mean, they're, yeah, they're getting a dollar thirty an hour. You know, they're getting their ramen soups. They're getting their coffee. And um, it's, it's bull crap. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's, it's absolute. It's just, it, it disgusts me that, 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 that kind of, institution those type of institutions are actually able to exist in this world you know these private prisons um it just uh it that that, it bothers me it really does well there's a prison down in uh ordway it's down by it's just east of pueblo uh and it's a it's a private prison it it generates a hundred million dollars a year yeah and the thing about it and this is something I learned doing ministry in prison for 12 years, right? Was that when you have a private prison, you can generate uh, revenue uh, that the money doesn't come from the state. So taxpayers don't pay to house and feed and medicate inmates. Mm-hmm. So then what's the purpose of having a uh, a building that's incarcerating um you know, felons, what's the purpose of that? And yes, it comes back to the money, right? It comes back to creating revenue for a private corporation for what purpose? Well, I mean, to buy private jets or to buy bigger homes or, uh, you know, jewelry or whatever, you know, whatever they spend their money on. Right. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but what's crazy about it is that, you know, you get lobbyists who will lobby a politician to, you know, build another prison. So in Colorado, we have roughly 28 uh, prisons and we have one of the largest uh, supermax prisons in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, per capita, we have more inmates uh, per population other than California and Texas than the rest of the country. Yeah. Now, this was a statistic that was taken in like 2008. So it definitely could have changed. But in 2008, um, the taxpayers of the Colorado were paying roughly $3 billion in taxes a year to house and feed Medicaid and, um, you know, take care of inmates. And I'm going to tell you something crazy, Matt. 
I, I've okay. been to I've been to about five of the twenty seven prisons in Colorado doing ministry, and there's a prison in Ordway. It's called uh, Arkansas Valley. They have a uh, Elijah Castillon was uh, incarcerated there. That's yeah. where I I saw him there, and that's why I knew that. Are like, you when, serious? Yeah, that's why I knew when I saw him uh, on the street that I recognized him. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, this was yeah this was uh, what fourteen fifteen years ago. So it's it's been a while, yeah. but um. I also saw a little man in there. I actually sat with him in the chow hall. You remember little man, right? Josh Mason. Mm, good. No, no, I'm not right. Say the name. You, Josh Mason. You, you probably would rem- remember him if you saw his face. Okay, does not ring a bell, but yeah. So anyway. he he ran with like Randy Cole and uh, he, you know, like Ray Ray and Sean Caston and um, uh, what was that kid's name? Uh, he ran the the underground Crip Mafia gang. He was a uh, he was a Hispanic gentleman. Uh, Robert Abeda. Yes, Robert. Uh, yes, Robert Abeda. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember him. Okay. So, anyways, so I but so but getting off on a tangent. So, Arkansas Valley has a recording studio. At least they did in two thousand five. That had about a hundred thousand dollars with the recording gear in it. I mean the top notch, bro. Top notch instruments, top notch, uh, you know, gear. This is in a level three uh, Colorado State funded prison, bro. That's insane. They had fountain drinks in the chow hall. So if you wanted a Coke or a Sprite or a Pepsi, or not Pepsi, it was Coke. But if you wanted a Coke or, a, you know, like a Fanta, you just walk up to the, the fountain and you hit it and it fills up your cup. I mean,. We could go. I could go on for days, bro. Like they had seven baseball diamonds down there that are like manicured, like like the Rocky Stadium, right? Yeah. But here's my point, and I again not getting off on a tangent. We're, so I'm talking about slavery, and I'm talking about modern day slavery. So modern day slavery is the sex trade that is going on around the world. It's a hundred and fifty billion dollar business, right? Mm-hmm. And some yeah. of the most wealthiest. Uh, most powerful people, and I don't want to just say men because, um, especially in this day and age, women have gotten to that role of powerful and wealthy. But the most powerful, wealthy people in the world, um, because they have gotten to that level where they can have and do whatever they want, then the things that might entertain you and I or keep you and I, you know, happy, it doesn't keep them happy or entertain them because they've already been there and done that. So they have to go and find the next thing that's going to feed that lust. Right. So we've got a industry, uh, around the world that enslaves young girls and young boys as young as eight years old. And they're sold and they're passed around at parties and they're sold to wealthy people uh, to perform these acts on uh, for them um, at, yep. at at the cost of of the child, and That's it does really big in the uh, uh, the United Arab uh, Arab Emirates. Um, that is like literally sex trafficking capital of the world. I mean, it, 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 it's it's it, it's sick, you know, because you know people know that. You know, yeah, they're going to be shelling out um, a lot of money, uh, you know, to get these, you know, these, 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 these pleasures, these, these sick, disgusting pleasures. But the problem is in these, these ridiculously rich countries like that, there's no, um, there's no security. There's no oversight. There's nobody really 
actually monitoring except for, you know, uh, people that are like nonprofits and whatnot. And they try to expose and they end up getting themselves killed. So, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you, man. Uh, that's why, you know, when I drive by these um, these Asian massage parlors, I just I want to just I want to I want to go to a gas station, get a Molotov cocktail and just throw it at one of these places because these poor women, you know, they're all part of this giant sex ring and it's 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 complete slavery that's exactly what it is it is complete 100 slavery you know 80 percent of incarcerated men in prison are incarcerated and they'll tell you that the reason that they committed crimes or the reason that they were habitually committing crimes is because they didn't have a father figure. And this is from personal experience. This is personal conversations with dozens of inmates in high-level security prisons that I've had where I've asked them, so what? why do you feel that you're incarcerated for life other than the fact that you committed this crime? Like, what's the underlying reason? And they, 80% of them said, I didn't have a dad growing up. I didn't have a father figure in my life to tell me not to do these things. And so I just Jeremy tried to Medlin. figure it out myself. You know what I mean? And again, this is not my own like opinion. This is coming, yeah. you know, this is coming from Harden. I, I sat with this guy who is doing, he's already done 22 years in prison. He was part of a gang in, in California who used to rob um, uh, armored trucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was, they were on a, a, a robbing spree. They had robbed eight armored trucks at gunpoint and they were on, they were getting ready to rob their ninth uh, armored truck. And in the middle of the robbery, um, one of the guys he was with uh, ended up getting shot and killed by police. Uh, he ran, but they, they, they were able to catch him and they were able to link him and his gang to all the robberies. So he got a life sentence in prison. This yeah. was at the time, this was 15 years ago, but at the time he had already spent 22, he, he was in his late 40s, but he'd already spent 22 years in prison for doing these crimes. And I said, in hindsight, would you have gone back and ha- would you have done it differently? Or would you have not done it at all? And he said, you know what? In hindsight, if I could go back, I would have probably spent more time trying to find a positive male role model in my life to tell me, hey, bro, don't do that stupid stuff. Don't don't follow those guys. Don't listen to what they say to you. Don't don't listen to those lies and those you know misconceptions that you know this is how you have to live your life. He said, unfortunately, I can't do that. But what I can do now is, any of these young cats that come into in, in this facility that have like a two or a five year sentence, I can sit with them and I can share with them my personal experience with what has gotten me here and where I'm at in my life. And hopefully by explaining to them and expressing to them my failures, it will wake them up and they'll leave this place going, you know what? I'm going to do it differently. I wish you could see my body right now. I know that sounds kind of weird, awkward, (laughs) but uh, I have goosebumps, literally. Well put. And to be honest, in hindsight, when you look back on situations and experiences you have, I mentioned this particular conversation in another episode with another friend about my nephew and I talking about changing anything in our past. Would we go back given an opportunity to change anything? Would we change anything? And I, I thought about it and at first I was like, Oh yeah, there's a few things I would change. But then I thought about it and he 
sat there and looked at me and says, well, anything you change in the past is going to affect how you are today. So you might want to go back and change some things, but keep in mind that changing those things could affect who you are and where you're at in your life. Now, to be honest, there are some things that I would definitely go back and change and want to do differently. But at the end of the day, thinking about who I am and what I've grown into, um, I believe that God has got so many greater things for me and I have yet to experience them, you know, being in a, a spiritual prison um, from different decisions in life. You know, we're talking about being incarcerated in, you know, a form of slavery, being in prison, whether it's spiritual or physical. And some people can argue that, you know, they don't, you know, correlate that with slavery. But, you know, you're welcome to disagree. But that's how I feel. And that's what I'm going to say about it. So, you, you know, you're welcome to leave a comment or a question about it. And I'd love to talk to you about it. But that's where I stand on it. And I'm not going to be quiet about how I feel about things from now on. I'm going to be honest and true. Because, you know, I'm naturally a blunt person and uh, I share what I believe and I don't always share things uh, in a factual statement. It's more of an opinionated statement, but I'm good with that. When you look at scripture and you see how people in scripture were bold and blunt take John the Baptist, for example. I mean, he was bold and blunt. He lost his head, but he stood on what he believed. So with that, always a good conversation when I have Garcia on the phone and talking it was really good to catch up about life and uh, just the realness, man. So thank you for letting me chat with you today, Garcia. Thank you, brother. And uh, I'm going to let you get on with your day. And uh, feel free to call me anytime. I will definitely do that, especially if I'm stressed out or just need a friend. I will definitely give you a shout. I'm stressed out, dude. Give me a call. Garcia, you know that I will, bro. Love you, man, for sure. So that's it for today. Uh, you are listening to TK's A Brigade. I'm your host, TK. Uh, please go like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment or a question on the page. Uh, I would love to hear your feedback and hear what you would like me to talk about more. So don't be shy. Leave some feedback. Let me know what you think, which episodes you like, and which episodes you want me to continue on. We've got a lot of new series coming this season, so please stay tuned here on TK's A Brigade.